Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. Hi, this is Jill Taylor, and I am excited to have you join us today at Choose Life Radio. And we are having a wonderful day with a guest that you're going to love. Her name is Krista March, and I've met her and already been ministered to my many needs by her. She is the founder and the CEO of Teen Mother Choices International. She's going to just talk with us today about what great things are going on through their programming for teen moms who are learning to be good mothers, setting goals, reaching those goals, working with mentors, and all sorts of wonderful things. So welcome aboard, Krista. Thank you so much. I'm just so incredibly blessed and honored to to be here. And Jill, it's it's been a joy to get to know you already. So oh. thank you for that opportunity as well. Oh, you're you're so welcome. And and anyone who talks with you is going to get that blessing. I can just assure them. So we're just wanting to talk a little bit now about what it what in the world you founded and you remain the CEO of a pretty large international organization. So tell me what you do. What's what's the big purpose and the things that you offer there with this ministry? Well, um, first of all, the fact that I've been a part of this thing for 30 years is <laughs> evidence of how good our God is and how our God uses incredibly ordinary people to mm-hmm. do extraordinary things when we do things His way and for His purpose. And Teen Mother Choices is a program, Jill, that focuses on what we refer to as the next step in the pro-life movement. We focus on serving teen moms that have bravely made the choice to give their children birth and then made the secondary choice to parent those children. So we focus our attention on working with girls between the ages of 13 to 23. Our goal, first and foremost, is to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ to teenage mothers and their children, and by demonstrating that love to them, helping them to find their purpose, their reason why God has placed them on this planet. Each one of us has been given a purpose. We're here not simply by accident, but for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the purpose is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ without a doubt. But secondly, He's created us with gifts and talents that, quite frankly, nobody in history has ever had before. And so our joy is to be able to help teenage moms find their gifts and talents, and then the secondary ripple effect joy is to see them um, encourage their children to find their gifts and talents. Oh, that must bring tremendous joy when you see a young woman recognize that she has the potential to imbue into her own child encouragement and even power of using your words wisely and thinking through before you move and all of those Mm -hmm. things that I can remember my mother trying to slow me down, slow down and listen, wait, pray, (laughs) all these great, great advice pieces. That's wonderful. I love that you say uh, to demonstrate the love of Christ because that is what it is. I, I just can't get over the fact that God says he opens and closes the womb. Mm-hmm. And thus, it means that that girl was chosen to have that child. Yep. Yep. And therefore, God has 
gifted them immensely. And all these, all these little gals who are casually aborting don't even realize that you've just been handed a gift that many, many women would give anything to have. And so it's, it's just a, a huge, learning curve for them but what a what a sweet ministry so you how do you go about doing this how do you do this to demonstrate the love and to give them the recognize the gifts and talents tell me what your program looks like well first of all what we came to realize very early on was that just like each of us a teen mom plays many different roles during the course of her day I, for example, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm an employer, I'm an employee. I play a lot of different roles during my day, but I approach each of those life roles, hopefully at the same maturity level. Hmm. What we came to recognize with teen moms is there are five major life roles that a teen mom plays during the course of her day. And first of all, she is a teenager, Hmm. which for some of us, that's really frustrating when we see a teenage mother because lo and behold, she acts like a teenager. <laughs> she acts like a teenager. She reacts like a teenager. She has teenage drama. She is a teenager mm-hmm. simply because of her age. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we need to address the teenager in her. Secondly, is she is a mother. The fact that she has this baby on her hip, she's a mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Third, she, she's a student. She's probably, if she's not in middle school, she's in high school, she might be going on to college, but she is a student. Uh Fourth, she is or needs to be very soon an employee. How is she going to take care of this child? How is she going to financially take care of herself? Uh So she's an employee. And the fifth one, and really the one that holds it all together is she's a seeker. She's trying, like all the rest of us who have ever been born, trying to figure out why are we here? Mm. What is my purpose for being here? Team of the Choices tries to build a program around those five major life roles. So we need to address issues like parenting, obviously. Mm -hmm. We need to address boyfriend relationships, and we need to talk about um, how to get a job or and how to do an interview and fill out applications. And financially, how do we help her address many of the financial issues she needs? One of the things that we just recently um, found out was by far the majority of teen moms that we serve, their social security numbers have been tainted. Somebody has used their social security number. You're kidding. How interesting. And that's what's very frustrating for us because we're trying to help her get a job and so on. And we had a situation where a girl went to get a job and immediately her checks were going to be garnished because there was $40,000 of credit on her social security number. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So we have to help them clean that up because how can she possibly think about taking care of her financial needs when she's uh, she doesn't even know that mm-hmm. somebody has done this mm-hmm. so and then the other thing is is the normal cycle is then she will take her child's social security number and do something with it mm-hmm. so we have to address all of those things in order to help her to become an independent functioning member of society but that that means you gotta spend a lot of time with them so while the five major life roles are the things that we focus on, the cornerstones or the, the major program aspects 
to the Teen Mother Choices program are, first and foremost, is mentoring. Each girl is hooked up with a Christian mentor who is not there to be a second mom because nobody needs a second mother. She is there to be a help and a support and a guide and encouragement. Basically, her number one cheerleader. Uh Okay. Second is Life Skills Workshops. These are weekly classes, not even classes. We call them workshops because they're more interactive. And there are times for the teen moms to all come together. Are those done usually at night or or do you have them at different times in the day? yeah, it dep- It really depends on um, where the program is and what the girls in that particular community need. Some do a Saturday morning thing, not because okay. the girls are not yeah. only at school but they're working at night, or they, you know, they're in the evening or during the day. Sometimes it really depends on what the community needs and what the girls in the community mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. And then um, we discuss everything from time management to budgeting to again anything that addresses those five life roles. Okay. And then the third is setting goals. Every girl works at identifying and working towards set goals for herself. While we have some primary ones that they need to work on, like finding out about your credit score and all of that, the setting goals is pretty much customized to what the girl needs and where the girl is. And setting goals is, they set goals in the area of physical, personal, financial, and educational slash career. And then the fourth cornerstone is the incentive program. And this is, this is going to vary from one community to the next. And that is the, the incentive program is what is the missing link in your community that's stopping your girls from moving forward. For some communities, it's providing child financial assistance for childcare. For other communities, it might be providing transportation to school. It's finding out what is the missing link Mm -hmm. and then providing it. So those are the four cornerstones of the Teen Mother Choices program. When I listened to that, I I really got stuck on the missing link because so many of our clients, when you're working in a a pregnancy Mm -hmm. center, don't show up for the appointments that they set, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're Mm -hmm. you're thinking, well, it's because they don't care. But it Mm-hmm. very well can be the bus hasn't stopped or they've they've missed you 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 didn't get there in time they missed you for the pickup or yes. your friend who said they would take you didn't you know and all Absolutely. of those things become you know they're almost without outside of your purview of being able yeah. to deal with it but they still have just impacted you tremendously you've lost an opportunity to talk with someone about something that's extremely important to you Absolutely. And this, because, as you know, because for so many of these young women, their lives are so chaotic mm-hmm. and they, they have learned for all practical purposes that they can't count on anybody. If somebody tells them that they're going to give them a ride to the grocery store, that person very well might either completely blow them off or call them five minutes before they're supposed to be there and say, oh, something else came up. I can't be there. Mm -hmm. So these girls are trying desperately to try and get some order to their life, and it's not going to happen. So, yeah, there's a lot of grace that we have to give in these situations. Mm -hmm. And so finding an incentive program that helps 
quite frankly, establish some of that grace so that the girls can actually move forward. You mentioned their mother, that you're not their mother. I just want to take a minute here with you to Mm -hmm. explain how does the mother fit into this? Sometimes they want to be the mother of the child. (laughs) Well, sometimes they want to be the mother of the child. And more often than not, what we have seen is that the we refer to them as the young grandmas. The young grandmothers are extremely excited about their daughters being a part of this program initially mm-hmm. until, <laughs> until the daughter passes her accomplishments. Ah, wow. And, for example, if a girl's getting ready to graduate from high school and the mom herself hasn't the grandmother herself hasn't graduated. Right. She she will she will often try and sabotage. Oh, that's very and, interesting, and that makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to take that into consideration when we're working with a girl that has an established relationship with her mother, and we have to make it very clear. Our, our role is not to become your mom. You mm-hmm. have that. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that mom is the best mom in the world or not, you have a mother. That's not mm-hmm. our job. Mm-hmm. Our job is to help move you forward. And if in the process we can help your mom move forward, how That's cool great. is that? Yeah. Oh, wow. We are excited to have you along with us uh, sitting around the table and listening as we talk with a wonderful guest today who has lots of information. And so, Krista, we are very excited to have Krista March here, the founder and the CEO of Teen Mother Choices International. And she's talking about programs that I'm, I'm sure most of you don't even realize exist. But we want to talk about how they're spread out in small groups and, and across the, at least for sure in, in Ohio, we know that we can find one in Kent. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Tell me, you keep the groups relatively small. And I'm sure there's a reason for that, Krista. Give, give us some thoughts on how the groups are formed and, and what you do with them. Okay, first of all, our goal, Teen Mother Choices International's goal, is to see that the Teen Mother Choices program is placed either in a local church, mm-hmm. um, with the governing body being the local church, mm-hmm. or in a pregnancy care center, or another Christian ministry. And the reason for that, quite frankly, is because this is all about Jesus. This is about being Jesus's hands and feet. Mm -hmm. And while we can provide a teen mom with an opportunity to get her high school education and go on to get a job, or we can provide her with lots of opportunities. If we have not given her Jesus and handed Jesus to her Mm -hmm. with the opportunity for her to accept him, we haven't given her anything Mm because even as the scripture itself says, if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul, what have you gained? Mm -hmm. And, Our goal is to surround these girls with as many Christians as possible so that pretty soon any need she has, any resource she lacks, is being met by somebody within the Christian community. And that is the coolest thing for me, quite frankly, is to see people just stepping up and becoming mechanics and doing all of those. And I think sometimes maybe people who are are thinking about this right now are thinking, well, the daddy should do that. He should be involved. (laughs) But you shared a pretty incredible statistic at the six months. Tell us about that. 
What, what we have found is, well, first of all, we only work with girls after they have their babies and have made the choice to parent their babies. Mm-hmm. So if she calls us from the delivery room after having given birth and wants to fill out an application, or she calls us when the baby is two months old or two years old, whatever, after the baby's born. So what we have found, Jill, is somewhere, if the father of the child, of the baby, stays through the pregnancy, what we have found is somewhere between the baby's third to sixth month of life, he will be gone. And it is a very rare man, mm-hmm. and then he's not a boy anymore. Then he's a man if he's stepping up and he's taking and, and wants to be a, a part of his child's life and wants to care for his child and mm-hmm. care for this woman. He's, he is now a man. Mm-hmm. But what we've seen in about 1,700 cases that we've had the privilege of serving, um, we've only seen two that actually stayed together. My goodness, that is staggering. That is just staggering. And so when when a young lady puts her trust in that man, <laughs> that boy, <laughs> that boy, and he doesn't stay, it's another devastation. Yeah. And, and so you're creating a, a family around her, in essence, mm-hmm. of of support. Yeah. And then... We've had uh, we have one situation where a teen mom got involved in our program. She was 16. She had a little girl, and her mom was 32. Her grandmother was 48, and her great grandmother was 64. Oh my word! And there has never been a father figure in any of these women's lives, yeah. and so for us to now start talking about a loving heavenly father. She doesn't have a clue of what that is or what that looks Mm -hmm. like. So now to have a mentor offer the teen mom to come over to her house to have dinner with her family and for a teen mom to be able to see how a husband and wife and mother and father interact with their children, that is when she starts saying, this is what I want. I want this for my child. Oh, that's just so powerful. And I'm sure that there are people listening who think, I'd love to get involved with mm-hmm. that. And I, I believe you're thinking, because we're in the Northeast Ohio area, the best contact would be to go ahead and go to teenmotherchoices.org and look into the Blessing Group. They're in Kent, Ohio. Is that correct? That is correct. And their program director, the woman that runs the Blessings program, is Wendy Campbell. And her contact information is up on our website. It's on the website, and, yeah. yeah. So so take that to heart as, as you're listening to this wonderful story. Um, you can be involved. And they, they need volunteers who will be one-on-one mentors who will be committed to that, that girl. How long are you with a client typically when, you're, when you make that commitment to a young mom? Well, we have nine major volunteer opportunities, and the one you speak of, the mentor relationship, is year to year. So on average, a teen mom will stay a part of the Teen Mother Choices program for three years. It's very difficult to ask somebody to commit to something for three years. Mm -hmm. We have our mentors sign up every year. I'll tell you, though, we, we have... Very rarely, quite frankly, have we ever had a mentor that left before the teen mom graduated out of the program. Once they're <laughs> once they're hooked, they're hooked. Sure, absolutely, and they're hooked through Christ. You know, that's the sweet thing. They they're now spiritually related as well. You have some incredible statistic on your fact sheet that's available at TMC. 
and on on your website, and it's just that there are 209,809 babies born to teen moms in the U.S. already in 2019. And then the government spends about $16,000 for every baby born to a teen mom during just the first year of life. Correct. So we're not we're not just talking about a spiritual problem. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're interested in how we can help better spend, because I I don't want to say this on the air, but I'm going to. Oftentimes, the government doesn't do the best job of mm-hmm. using that money and making it apply. So you've got a nonprofit organization that's totally focused on this young girl. It's just, it's so worth investing in. So I would recommend again that you invest your funds as well as your prayers in this organization because mm-hmm. it's, it's doing a very important job. Centers are thrilled to be able to save the life of the baby and help that mom not choose abortion, but rarely do they come back. Rarely. You know, even if you have good programs in your center to encourage them, it's, it's difficult to get them to come and to really do it for the right reasons. You know, if they're doing it just to get those diapers and to get the extra clothing and the crib, that's one thing. But if they're doing it and recognizing I'm becoming a different person, Mm -hmm. I'm becoming someone who's successful enough that I think I'm, my child's going to be proud of me, and I can imbue that back into my child. Wow, what a powerful yeah. difference you're making. It's all God. You know, when, when Jesus said, I came that they might have life and that they might have it abundantly, this is what abundant life looks like. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is what kingdom living looks like, where we're taking care of the fatherless and the widows. You know, James one twenty seven, true religion is caring for the fatherless and the widows in their distress. This is it. And teen moms, from my perspective, in my opinion, teen moms are our society's modern-day widows. Mm -hmm. They have no one to care for them. Mm -hmm. And yet, we as Christians, and I, I say this about myself too, when I see them at Target or I see them at Walmart, I tend to look down my nose at them. And mm. oh my goodness, I can't believe they've got Pepsi in their child's bottle. Baby bottle, right. Mm-hmm. And never thinking that maybe that was all she had in the house. So powerful. And I do love that you're involving the churches. You know, to mm-hmm. have it meeting in a church breaks down the fear of being mm-hmm. in a church. This is another issue that we find in, in pregnancy ministries. Mm-hmm. You can recommend that they come. You can even try to meet them there. But for them to try to navigate a nursery and then walk into yeah. a congregation yeah. and wonder, and you see all these people go off to a Sunday school class and yeah. really probably no one saying hello to them, yeah. Yeah. you've got a real issue of, I'm not comfortable there, boy, those aren't my people, and how do I dress? And they looked at me like I didn't dress properly or whatever. So, exactly. you know, we Christians need to really get a heads up here. We can yeah. we can be involved in something that really goes to the core of what Christ wants, and that is our wholeness in Him. You know, not, not that we dress a certain way, not that no. we act a certain way, but that we are different because yeah. we have His love and... He owns us, you know, we, we belong to the, the shepherd. So Krista, there's always a personal story behind something Mm -hmm. that God multiplies and blesses like he has with teen mother choices. Are you able to share your story with Uh me today? You know, I love sharing my story, not because it's my story, but it's 
Christ's story of redemption in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home where I accepted Christ at a very, very young age. At the age of eight, I knew I was going to be a missionary, and I knew I was going to be a missionary in the United States. However, um, as I got into junior high and high school, kids that weren't Christians seemed to be having a whole lot more fun (laughs) than I was. And so I developed a thing which I refer to as Christian schizophrenia. I was one thing at home and at church, and somebody completely different when I was at school and with my friends. Mm -hmm. And that led down pretty slippery slope to the point where I found myself pregnant the fall after I graduated from high school. Um, My parents had never met the guy that I had gotten pregnant from. Um, I had never introduced them to him because I knew he wasn't a Christian, so Mm -hmm. there was no reason to do that. And I ended up thinking the best thing I can do is abort my child. I didn't do it because I didn't know, I didn't think I was going to have support. I knew my parents would support me if I came back home, but I just didn't want to be pregnant. On a very selfish day, I went and had an abortion. That was the push down the slide to the point where I left home. And and the only person that, quite frankly, stayed in touch with me was that guy that I had gotten pregnant from, which Mm. is obviously, as I stated before, very rare. He stayed with me and... I ended up coming back to Christ kind of in a dramatic way, thinking that suicide was my only way to be happy. And Christ spoke to me in, in that moment of wanting to commit suicide and, and quoted Romans eight thirty eight and 39 mm-hmm. to me, which is, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities. And that whole list mm-hmm. that ends with can ever separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I said, Jesus, I got nothing but dirt. If you want my dirt, it's yours. Thank you for forgiving me. I moved back home. Two months later, went to break up with my boyfriend and who was coming home from school. And as I pulled into his driveway, he comes flying out the door and he says, Krista, I'm a Christian. I am finally a Christian. Oh, oh my goodness. So God was working on his heart at the same time. Exactly. And we've now been blessed to be married for 36 years with two more children. And I, God took my worst mistake and said, watch what I'm going to do with it. And that, um, that ended up being an encounter in a, in a mall where I saw kinds of girls pushing baby strollers and said, Lord, we got to do something. Hence, we've got Team Mother Choice. What a powerful, powerful way to end our program today. Thank you for sharing that extremely poignant story. Mm-hmm. You are loved, and we're grateful to have had you with us today. Thank, Thank you, you so much for this opportunity, Jill. Yep. Thank you. Yep, and, and those of you with us today, please continue. We'll see you next week. We've got another wonderful interview next week. Thank you again, Krista. Bye-bye. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.